When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Coombe Cassis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. The backlash makes you horny. How are you, mate? Very well, son. How are you? I've done an exclusive interview yesterday with Matchroom Boxing's YouTube channel, so we'll keep this one short. Hmm. Uh, ah. Have a good week? Yeah? It was a good week. Fanboy yeah. victory? You don't know about I'm yeah? a supporter of British boxing. Of course no. you are, son. Don't listen. I pay for your rooms. What? Pay for your rooms. MTK did. Yeah, okay. Well, that's fair enough. The promoter didn't, though, did he? MTK did. Um, mm. How are you? I'm very good, mate. I'm very good. I'm good. Um, are you really happy or mate, not? I think you, you know me well enough to know that I'm not like that guy who's like, <clears throat> you know, sits there with your, your voodoo dog fucking. I'm genuinely happy for Tyson Fury. Genuinely. And actually, how it's all mapped out and played out, I don't think it could have worked out better for AJ, British boxing, anything. Because it doesn't matter whether you're Team Fury, Team AJ, whatever, we got two world heavyweight champions. Three months ago, Al Heyman and America had all the heavyweight belts. Now, all the heavyweight belts reside in the UK. And how unusual is it to have a British world heavyweight champion? We got two. We got two. We're the fucking governors. And you can't turn a page, a paper without saying AJ Fury, you know, heavyweight boxing, Dillian White, like everybody's talking about stuff and it couldn't be better for the sport. So I'm genuinely delighted. I, I think that, uh, I think people think that I don't like Tyson Fury. I think you know differently. I'm, I'm an admirer of the guy. I think what he's done is incredible. Still think AJ beats him, but maybe that's just me. We'll find out, won't we? But, if you said to me, who do you want to win, Fury or Wilder? Fucking hell. It's a no-brainer. And he battered him. And I thought it was a wonderful performance. Let's just backtrack mm-hmm. uh, fight week. Mm-hmm. 
So there were some quotes flying about, mm -hmm. I think you did on TalkSport, mm -hmm. uh, that you changed your mind about mm -hmm. who you thought was going to win the fight because of some stuff you'd heard in camp. Mm -hmm. You didn't actually specify what you'd mm -hmm. heard in camp. Can you tell us what you'd heard? Yeah, that he was going to come forward, that he was going to go for the knockout, and he was going to be aggressive in the fight. <laughs> That's this, what This you was heard. told to me by someone. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't that someone told me a little secret and, you know, was being snidey. They just told me, you know that they're going to do this, don't you? And I'm like, what? I said, yeah, he's going to come in big, he's going to go on the front foot, he's going to walk him down, and he's going to try and stop him. And I just went, what is he doing? And it ended up being absolutely genius. And you know, two names that I haven't heard mentioned very much, one in particular is Sugar Hill and Andy Lee. You know, yeah. I think Ty Tyson's one of those guys, and, and he says it to himself, He's been fighting all his life. He knows exactly what he's doing in the ring. But they've all worked on that together, and I thought the tactics were genius, to be honest with you. And actually, it's weird, isn't it? When, when It's all very well saying this is what you should do, but actually carrying out is another thing. And when it happens, it becomes so much simpler, doesn't it? You know, Wilder's not a big guy. Yeah, he can punch, but he's got no footwork. Terrible going backwards. So actually, it makes sense. But when I heard it, I thought, no, I thought his best bet was doing what he does. But that was probably the most impressive thing in a victory, was winning in a way that he wasn't expected to and in a way that he hasn't really shown before. Do you know what I mean? So, again, massive credit to him. Massive credit to him. And I'm pleased for him. And uh, I'm particularly pleased with British boxing. Because right now, like, it's such a huge shot in the arm. We even see, and it filters through the sport, you know, we've even seen on Monday and today ticket sales spike at our shows. You, you know, that's brilliant for the sport. People just thinking, fucking boxing's hot, I love boxing, I'm buzzing, let's go to the fights. And honestly, it's, uh, it's wonderful for British boxing. So, fight's over. Obviously, there was technically nothing to do with the fight. Well, you weren't involved, was you? Obviously, I was promoting it. <laughs> oh, silent partner chose not to take any of the credit or the limelight. But if you don't realise that I was involved in that fight, you're an idiot. I'm, 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 I'm involved in every fight. Obviously, In yeah. some capacity. Obviously, yeah. Um, I don't want the credit for it. I'm happy for Tyson to take all the credit for that victory. But, you know, people in, in the industry know that a lot of that victory has to, has to be credited to me. Okay, mate. For my American fans, that was a joke. Yeah, there's people in there going, you see what said? So you get on your Twitter. Yeah. And as a result of your tweet, you ended up trending alongside like... Well, I think I was number two. This is what I'm saying. I was virtually, I was, I was virtually in the ring at the time. I was, I was, <coughs> I was in bed, but I was actually in the heads rent-free of all global fight fans. I wasn't going to tweet about it, and I thought, you can't win, can you? So the first thing I wanted to say was, brilliant performance, and well done, Sugar Hill and Andy Lee and Tyson Fury. That was my first tweet. Then it was actually Kofi Yates, from an ex-fighter, who says, oh, Herm won't want nothing to do with it. And I thought, mate, what? Like, am I missing something here? Can I ask you a question? And you ain't got to, like, no. hang, out, hang out my Gary. You, just, you can just be honest. Do you think I want AJ to fight Tyson Fury? 
Yes. Do you think AJ wants to fight Tyson Fury? Yes. Like, it's not even... Like, I, I, I don't understand all this, oh, you, you just want to milk him a little bit more. No, that's the biggest fight in world boxing. So, if I wanted to milk it, wouldn't I just sling him in the biggest fight possible? Rather than have four or five fights that might equal the same amount of money. Do you know, it doesn't make sense. I want that fight. And, and I just replied to him. And I said, mate, I'm telling you now, we're all over that fight. We'd love to make it happen. And then I put another one out saying, no one wants to see Wilder Fury 3. Let's do it now. And since then, I've had conversations with Fury's team to try and start making things happen. If not in June or July. And if he has to fight Deontay Wilder, which looks like subject to getting a lighter ring walk suit, he will um, fight him in the summer. And then, but we can we can make the fight now for AJ against Fury. That's not realistic, though, is it? Yes. No, no, no. I'm talking about make the fight now. Oh, for like after, yeah. If, after. if he exercises right, it's nothing we can do. And it's I do never expect realistic to be next, was it? Come on. Only if Wilder comes out and says, "But what?" But the conversations that I had were, let's try and do it next. Do you know what I mean? Fury would rather fight AJ next than Wilder Free. It's a nothing fight. And we would rather fight Fury than Kubrat Pulev. So all the conversations I've had with Fury's team is, let's try and do it next. And if we can't, let's get it locked in. There's no reason why we can't get that fight locked in. So what were the conversations you had with Pulev's team? Like in the last nothing. Few I mean, Pulev's team is Bob Aaron, right? Tyson Fury's team is Bob Arum and MTK. I know Frank's involved as well, but basically Bob Arum and MTK are pulling all the, the strings, right? So we spoke to them and said, we would like to do that uh, Fury fight next. If we can't and it's out of our hands, let's work together to try and get that made. And everybody's on the same page. Kubrat Pulev is also promoted by Bob Arum. So if Wilder come back and said, you know, I'm going to skip the rematch, Bob could have spoke to Pulev, given him a few quid and said, hold fire and let this fight take place. So there was a, you know, there, there is a move to be made. But, you know, Wilder's come out. I don't know if he's officially exercised his rematch, but he said he's going to do it. With, uh, Yahoo. Huh? In an interview, the one interview yeah. he's given with yeah. Yahoo. Yeah, but you still have to yeah. write to him and say, we're exercising a rematch clause. But again, like I said, he needs to speak to Fight Label or Susie Wong and try and get some lighter material. Well, okay, let's talk about that because uh, obviously a lot has been made of the, the 40 pound costume. I mean, it was quite a sight on the night. It was um, an amazing sight. What, what are you talking to it, by the way? What? You know, um, a lot's been made of the, um, you know, the ring walk. What, what, what has happened to you in America? Hey, did you see Wilder's costume, mate? Yeah, that's better. Mental. So, and, and, right. and, and, um, you know, I mean, it was quite a sight. It was quite Fuck a sight, off. though. Mate, it was it quite was a sight, that. though. Uh, it's fucking ridiculous. I mean, first of all... I quite liked it. When he was walking yeah, up, No, like, I'm not talking about so it. Wrong. Yes, but... Yeah, I know, but after... Right, okay. Right. So, number one. So, you get this made on the night. What, you've never seen it before? Have you not thought, maybe I'll try it on or see how it feels when I walk to ring? So, we're presuming now that he's gone into the changing room, yeah? And they've gone... Yo, Big D, you got two minutes, son. Okay, right, and then right. Ready? Yeah, let's walk. Oh, give me that thing. Fucking hell, that's heavy. Oh, I don't know if I can walk out of this. Come on, mate. 
just, I know it's 40 pound, but you'll be fine. Oh, all right, help me out, help me out. What? Oh, oh. Oh. Gets in the ring. Yeah, take it off, mate. Oh, bloody hell, your legs are like jelly. I mean, have you ever heard anything so ridiculous in all your life? I mean, firstly, I'm, I'm sure it was heavy, right? But the walk's like, I don't know, 100 yards or something like that. But how can you even get an outfit that's heavy? And I mean, it's the biggest fight of your career, the defining moment of your, and basically you're saying that the reason that you didn't win the career defining fight, the legacy moment in your history is because you had a gown that was too heavy or an outfit. I mean, amateurs, amateurs. And even worse, how can you then turn around and say, uh, well, what it was actually, if it wasn't the outfit, Mark Breland is friends with one of Sugar Hill's friends. And that's why he threw the towel. I mean, Mark Breland, like, the last thing you ever want is a brave trainer. Do you know what I mean? And when you have a guy like Mark Breland, who, by the way, was a brilliant fighter, brilliant fighter, great puncher. And prior to that, was getting a lot of credit to Wilder's kind of yeah. career, yeah. Like, JDS, with all due respect to JDS, like, it's all very well Wilder saying, no, I've told these guys, leave me in there, I'd rather die, I think he said, or something like that. He weren't doing anything. You... If you're having a go and you get knocked out, then that's like, if you're just hanging on for survival. Did you see his body language when he went back, back to the corner? He's got his head in a towel. He's like, he's away with the fairies. He didn't know where he was. So, and by the way, he was extremely brave still to, to hang in there. I mean, you know, he weren't, he weren't gambling, but he was still surviving. And he deserves credit, respect, but don't come out and say that your gown outfit was too heavy and that Mark Breland actually threw the towel in because he knows the other bloke's trainer. Who is in charge of this PR? I mean, do you know, genuinely, like, there were reasons why AJ weren't at his best in the Ruiz fight, right? One was medical. And I'm not gonna talk about it because one day he'll, he'll let everybody know. And it was nothing to do with being knocked out or unconscious. And it was nothing to do with um, a panic attack or anything like that. And it was actually only saying that it was found out after. Do you understand? Right? Not once did he ever use one excuse. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. Overworked. I was ill. Oh, I had this. I had an injury. Oh, the America. Oh, the build up, the house, whatever. Mate, he went away. And actually, there were times where, like, when we found out, you know, the main reason why he weren't quite himself that night, he should have actually come out and probably said it, but he didn't want to. No excuses. You won. You're the better man. And particularly in that moment, where it wasn't a case of, uh, oh, it was close, you know. Like, AJ was winning the fight comfortably. He made a mistake. He never recovered. Wilder got battered every second of the fight. Do you know what I mean? Just hold your hands up and go, I got beat by the better man. I'm going to go away, I'm going to work on, I'm going to improve, and I'm going to come back and win my belts. I couldn't believe it when I saw that. Because I saw Jay Diaz say, um, say about the, the ring walk suit after the fight. And I just thought he was, I thought he was bantering. 
And then when Fury Wilder said it last night, I just went, no, don't, don't do it. But that's gonna cause you major problems because you just can't say that. So it was kind of suggested that they might part ways with Mark Breland. They have to. You can't say that. You think, honestly, I know there's a lot of money involved, but if someone said that about you, that you've thrown the towel in because you're mates with the other bloke's mate who's, a, who's Sugar Hill. Mate, you got, you, you're a team. You back each other. Again, going back to quality people. Anthony Joshua, Robert McCracken, right? You've got to get rid of Rob McCracken. Oh, it was time to change, blah, blah, blah. AJ said, no. He is my man, he is my mentor, he stays on the team. You're a team, you're a family. It's called loyalty. Mark Breland has been with Deontay Wilder for his whole career. He's not gonna throw a towel in so a fight can end, so Tyson Fury can win. He's throwing a towel in with compassion to protect his fighter. And Mark Breland should be applauded for that. Applauded. You know that Wilder is so lucky he didn't get hurt in that fight. And again, I'm not saying, oh, Fury's not a puncher, but like he was there to be hurt badly in that fight. And he actually ended up getting away. I know he was stunned and everything, but he could have been badly hurt in that fight. I felt they should have pulled, pulled him out before, maybe a round or two before. Because when a fighter's in the corner and he's got the head in the towel and he's just, he's not, he didn't look like he wanted to be there. And very few fighters are ever going to go, pull me out of the fight, please. You know? But that's when the fighter's got to know. Marbury, he couldn't win the fight from there. He weren't even throwing punches. He weren't even trying to knock Fury out. He was gone. So these brave, you know, people, oh, I can't believe through threw it to, Oh, he was in there. No, you ain't in there. Let, let the people who know. It's not for a manager. It's not for a promoter. It's not for you to say, oh, he should have done this, should have done that. Let, it, let the experts do it, people that have been there, people that experience it, people that are up close, people that care. And like I said, never met Mark Breeland in my life, actually I might have once. Congratulations, you did the right thing, my friend. What Deontay should be saying is, thank you, Mark Breeland. You have my best interests at heart. What a lot of Team Fury and, and Tyson said after that night is, what they don't want to hear on Sunday morning was Wilder was a bum and Wilder mm -hmm. was this and that. Because prior to this, yeah, I agree. Wilder was... Wilder is know, still yeah, of course. all the things that he is. Technically, extremely limited. Punches, fucking hard. And one of the dangerous heavyweights out there. That is what he is. And technically, he was absolutely awful on Saturday night. Partly because that's what he is. And partly because Fury's game plan was brilliant and he made him capitulate. He made him wilt. He hurt him. He wore him down. He broke him down mentally and physically. So, but Wilder is never, you know, Wilder... He's just limited as a fighter. But he's very dangerous. Very dangerous. They've now boxed 19 rounds. I think he's won three. And two of those were only because of the knockdown. Right? He can't win rounds. He lost every round to Luis Ortiz before he banjoed him with a right hand from the gods. That's what he is. 
he's going to get outboxed by everyone, but he's very dangerous and punches very hard. And what Tyson did was almost inviting that danger. That's what right. J. Diaz was saying, wasn't he, though? Mm. Like, while was running people, because he has that in his locker, he's a threat throughout the whole fight. And maybe you don't employ those tactics because you think, oh, he's dangerous and you don't want to walk onto one. But, um, yeah, I mean, like, like I said, when you watch it back, you think that those tactics were obvious, but no one's ever done it before. So you've got to give a lot of credit to the tactics, but you've also got to give more credit to the guy that's carried it out. Did you speak to Joshua after the fight? Text him straight after the fight. He was flying back from Nigeria, yeah. which of course we saw Tyson Fury of a Nigerian gum shield, really? which yeah. was, no one's asked him about that, by the way. Thought that was the most I didn't know obvious question. Well, you don't know, no, but you'd probably, you'd probably had a few at the time. Um, Excuse me? You'd probably had a few at the time. No. No? Sober, sober yeah, then. Well done, well, congratulations. Um, and text him straight away, and then he called me on Sunday, and the first thing he said was, how do we make this fight? And I said, at the moment, it's kind of out of our hands. I said, I've spoken to him. They want to make the fight. But if he rematches him, we have to fight Pudev first, and then we fight him after. But it's going to get done. I promise you, it's going to get made. I know you're going to have a lot to say about this, and I saw quite a few people. Not quite a few people. When I always say quite a few people, I mean within our kind of boxing social media mm -hmm. hemisphere, um, saying, ah, who's the A-side now and all this and, you know, who's got the upper hand and who's kind of mm -hmm. whatever, but you have something to say about that? Uh, I don't really think, I mean, look, anything that I say positive about AJ over Fury will get people going, but all I'll say is AJ's a bigger draw and makes more money. Fury has just put in a sensational performance and made himself a superstar. Right? So, for me, if we start revert, like, I got so much stick last time for saying, AJ's the, the, uh, the A-side, you know, six, don't forget, we offered Fury 60-40 at a time where he had very little to offer other than some kind of evolving story and before no belt. Before. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And he turned it down and I thought that was an amazing deal for him. But he wanted 50-50 and, you know, um, like I don't even think it's much of a discussion, really. Fury's earned the right, you know, to... But if you're asking me who's the bigger draw, it's only going to start a debate of people moaning. So I'd rather say we'll make the fight on terms that are fair to both fighters. So this split doesn't slide into Fury's favour? Oh, don't be ridiculous. I'm only asking. No, you got one guy, it. like I said, you got one guy who has got four belts. Another guy who's got one belt. This guy is already out earning. Like he's got commercial deals that are worth more than some of the purses. He's a massive global brand. He's a star. But this guy has gone right. But then if you start, so if your argument is, well, maybe it should be 55, 45, Fury, hey, 64. What do you think is going to happen? Do you know what I mean? We'll be back to where we were. And also at the same point, I've already offered 60, 40 the other way when there were no belts on that side of the table, you know? So I think from the conversations I've had, everybody knows what the deal is. It ain't, it don't, it's not rocket science. He's got the ring as well, though, as well. 
He's got the ring. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we want, AJ yeah, wants that belt. AJ wants, he's got what AJ wants. He's got the WBC belt to make AJ undisputed and he's got the ring magazine belt. What do you think about the lineal status now? It's, it, for me, it's, again, this is another one that's going to work. For me, it's a nothing. He doesn't need to be the lin. He's, he's the WBC world champion and the ring magazine champion. So if AJ was to beat Fury... You will not hear me call it. Other than tongue-in-cheek, I mean it. Oh, I mean it. Ed, please. If you Josh, think I will walk Josh around going, oh, he's the lineal and the lineal. If lineal, you would use no, lineal no, in your thing. Mate, oh, I've, mate. Right, I'll tell you something now. I didn't even know what lineal was before Fury, Box, Klitschko and started talking about it. I've been, I've been around boxing since I was eight. And some people might say, well, you know, but did you? I've heard the term. Uh, no, I've heard the term. You didn't know. Yeah, but what, what the, the, yeah, but the man that beat the man that beat the man. The man that beat the man that beat the man that ended up on a ban and retired and lost all his belts. Right? So at what point? Yeah, but he never lost in that period. Yeah, but you ain't. The, the lineal is the geezer who wins in AJV Fury. That's the real champ. The real champ. Just a talking point from the other night, mm-hmm. you want to have another issue soon. What's happening now? Charles Martin's come, baby. Mate. What, what a knockout. I rate Charles Martin. Charles Martin, yeah, knocked out Gerald Washington. But again, actually, people start, that was, when we were texting, I was texting AJ about the fight, I went, and by the way, did you see Charles Martin? I said, finally, you might get some credit for that win now. He'd only had 16 fights, AJ. And banjoed him for the world title. Oh my God, Charles Martin's the worst world champion ever. Now he's number two again in the IBF. Closing in. Could be a mandatory for AJ soon. Well, it actually could be, couldn't it? Mm. He has to win a final loop. So he's gone to number two. So if AJ vacated the belt... He'd be in line. He'd fight Kubrat Pula for the belt. three in the IBF, do you know? Mm. Adam Kanaki. Who fights Hellenius next week. Mm -hmm. Oh... It's all good, mate. So, likely situation now, uh, listening to Wilder's comments yesterday, that he will exercise this, the clause for the third fight. Mm-hmm. You'll fight Pulev and then... Well, I won't. AJ will. And you fight as a team, don't you, Ed? Mm-hmm. We do. Stick we are as one. There's no I in team. Cool. There is an ME. Um, so, yeah, realistically, that's probably what will happen. Probably. Probably. I mean, I don't blame you. For I time. just want them to... Not wait too long because it has to happen this year. AJ's going to fight in June and December, right? So we're not going to be waiting till March. And by the way, Dillian White is the mandatory challenger for February 2021. So if we don't make that fight with Fury this year, Dillian White's going to be mandatory to the winner. Just want to pick up on some comments, sorry, that uh, Bob Aram made. Mm -hmm. Uh, Eddie Hearn, he's a great promoter in the UK, but he don't know shit about boxing in America. He's come over here, he don't know what the fuck he's doing. Uh, I think you would say that right. So, Bob Aaron told ESPN uh, that the trilogy fight is supposed to happen by July 18th yeah, at the latest. Uh, however, he said that he may agree to push it back to September, October. And I hope not. The new Las Vegas, Las Vegas? Uh, do you pronounce that Ali Giant? Yeah, stadium. I know what you mean, yeah. Um, well, I wouldn't put it in a stadium like that. I mean, it's like I said, it was a one-sided drubbing. Um, 
Don't wait till September, October, please. Just do it in July, even early August, because Wilder said in his quote, I'm gonna go, I think he said, I'm going to Africa at the end of the month, all right? So if he goes to Africa at the end of the month in March, that's a month away, all right? So he's got four weeks there. Then say he goes away for another month, all right? That's now the end of April. So he's got May, June, July to train. You can do it at the end of July. You can do it. Don't, don't wait till September, October, because then we're going to have a major problem. It, Dillian White needs to fight for the world title at the beginning of next year, February next year. So we have to make the fight this year. If not, then Dillian gets his shot, and we, we do it that way. Listen. But then we're going to get moaned at. You know, I've already had people, uh, Dillian even said, oh, what about me? I'm like, mate, the whole world is asking for AJ Fury. You're mandatory. You're in a great position. But what do you want me to say? I know we're not making AJ Fury this year because Dillian White's mandatory next year. I want Dillian White to get his shot more than anything. But I do also want to deliver an undisputed fight between two British World Heavyweight Champions. After your tweet the other day, obviously Dylan White straight on it. Yeah, yeah. Um... You can understand his frustration, but obviously... I can, but I think Dillian's pretty solid now. I mean, even Maurizio's come out in interviews and says, February 2021, that is the date. So you can't really go back on that. So worst case scenario, if Wilder and Fury don't rematch till the end of the year, Dillian White fights, fights the winner. If we fight Fury in December or November, Dillian White fights the winner. But he's got to beat Povetkin, and he's got to beat whoever else he fights in October. He's, he's, yeah, he's, but he's WBC year, interim world fights. champion, yeah. and he wants to be in proper fights, and he's always in proper fights. And that's why the public love him. That's why they come out to support him. That's why he does great numbers because he always entertains and he always puts it on the line. Do you regret, in hindsight, not exploring like an IBF route or a WBO route for Dylan White because you get the feeling that if you had, he probably would have had his shot by well, now. Few, well, Pulev already had it when that was that particular one was up for discussion. The only thing and you we, could have fought Pulev. What we let go yeah. was the WBO position. Yeah. But again, with Usyk moving up, that rule means that he trumped the number one, which was Dylan White. But we put all our faith into the WBC. Dillian White wanted to become WBC world champion. That's what he wanted to achieve. And from years and years ago, he went WBC International Silver, WBC International, WBC Silver, interim WBC world champion. I mean, he's paid hundreds of thousands in sanction fees to the WBC. And he's been extremely loyal to them. All we're asking for is some of that loyalty to be repaid. And do you feel that you have that with a 2021 20, no. date no. in February? No, I don't. But, you know, unfortunately, in most governing bodies' rule book, there is a rule that says, basically, we'll do whatever we want. Mm. But we know the worst case scenario. And sometimes in life, it's very good to work off a worst case scenario. And the worst case scenarios, Maurizio's made it very clear in a million interviews that February 2021, which is coming up to 11 months from now, Dillian White will get his shot at the WBC World Title. You don't know Please, what? please, please, please do not make anyone the franchise champion. 
to come on to that. That would definitely throw a fucking spanner in it. Well, it'd just be that again. I'm not going to sit here and start criticising governing bodies because uh, they. But Mauricio Suleiman is a boxing man. He he cares about the sport. I can't agree with everything that he does, but I agree with a lot of what he does. He probably looks at what I do and says, I don't agree with a lot of what he does, but I do agree with a lot of what he does. And I'm not going to start taking pop shots. All I'm saying is this fighter has given his career to the WBC. And the WBC is a governing body that is built off the values of respect. And I believe Dillian White needs to be respected. And I believe that Maurizio Suleiman will do that. But I do not agree. You know, the, the thing that was a killer for me is that the UCAD situation for Dillian White was basically used to delay. Dillian White was supposed to be mandatory in February this year. Now. Right? This was supposed to be called now. But that situation took an innocent man and found him guilty before there was any proof or or any understanding of the situation. So what's their compensation for that? Nothing. Nothing. It was like, sorry, you've got this pending issue with UCAD, so you're now mandatory in February 21. I'm like, hang on, he got cleared at a case. He's going to be completely cleared. Surely you just have to wait. Yeah, February 21. And then it's like, okay, Dillian White never failed a drugs test. He's completely clear of everything. So surely we're what you said originally. No, February 21. And I feel that's bang out of order. But bang out of order and actually them doing something about it. It's one for you. Why don't you interview? Who? Bruce here. Because you ain't got no bottle. That's what? Shut up, Ed. No, I, what, serious. What, I wouldn't interview Maurizio. Andy no, but you would. But you, you know, oh, yeah, what'd you say? Oh, Maurizio. Oh. Oh, I didn't interview him. Listen, why didn't you do it? Because Andy interviewed him. I don't know. Why? Because you didn't want to upset Why am I here with you today on a fucking trip? Because I do it? unbelievable numbers Risk. and I'm basically responsible <laughs> for your entire success. Bosh. <laughs> Why haven't you announced? Were you waiting for this week to clear? Why is there a delay in announcing Povetkin White? No, no. Um, we're going to announce that Friday. Want to announce the full card because there's another big fight or two planned for that. So rumored heavily, made a second. Yes, good chance of that in Manchester. Manchester. Yeah. Okay. So there's a possibility in Manchester that you will have not in Manchester in May rather that you will have. Two pay-per-views? There is a possibility. Okay. Um, why didn't you go April 25th? We wanted to, but there was no suitable venues. I thought you had the O2. Not on April 25th. Okay. Fair play. We were going to go on April the 18th. It was too early for Dillian. Um, so we wanted to go April 25th, and then 25th. That's a bit American, isn't it? And... No Manchester, no London, so we went May too. Could we expect to see possibly Taylor Serrano on that Possibly. Card? Yes, possibly. Any other heavyweights? Possibly not. Oh. May 23rd, Usyk Chisora at the O2. Mm. You like that fight? Of course. Oh, yeah. I was with Derek yesterday. Oh, are you? Oh. How is he? Derek's alright, just. Yeah. Wait. 
he's had to be very patient. It's going to be May the 7th, sorry, March the 7th, it's going to be March 23rd, sorry, 28th. Now it's May the 23rd. Did you do a presser on Friday? This Friday, no. No, will you do it next week? I'm in Dallas, mate. Of course you are. Oh, um, okay, so, situation. Where will Eddie Hearn be on May the 2nd? Ooh! Will he be... Well, we haven't got a Canelo fight yet. Hold on, but I'm just saying, will he be at Canelo, Saunders Stroke Smith, <coughs> or will he be at Povetkin and White? Povetkin White. Well, regardless of what that fight is? Mm -hmm. Okay, that's, that's interesting. I'll be at the UK show. Uh, Skybox office. Is it? UK pay-per-view show and a UK pay-per-view. Although I know that when we do Canelo against Smith or Saunders, everyone will say, "Oh, Eddie, you're amazing. You've done it again. Another mega show that you're promoting." I will have to let Golden Boy pretend to promote that one, and I will just, you know, be in the background. So I spoke to Billy Joe. I spoke to Billy Joe Saunders this morning, mm -hmm. and I told him I was coming here. And yeah. the first thing he said to you, "Could you ask him?" why he hasn't been answering my calls. It's not his calls, I answered his calls, but I deal with his advisors, and I'm told to deal with his advisors, and then course, Billy will come on to me, and then I'll go back to Billy, and then Billy will go and talk to someone else. So it's a bit like, basically, it's between Billy Joe Saunders and Callum Smith, mm. and we're all negotiating, and Golden Boy know how much Billy Joe Saunders want, and Golden Boy know how much Callum Smith want and they're going to choose who gets the fight. Is there one that's edging, or can't you say? Well, is there probably one the one that will take it for less money. Right. That's generally what happens in this kind of situation. If they don't care, if Canelo doesn't care if he fights Callum Smith or Billy Joe, what, who are they going to choose? That's a loaded question for you to answer, okay. even in your capacity. No, answer it. Uh, all right, I get it. I get what you're saying. Okay, let me just they're going to pick who, who asks for the lessest money. Well done, mate. Oh, shut up. Then. Well done. Go away. You're learning, son. Um, okay, so where does that leave the fighter that, that they don't pick? If it's Billy Joe, yeah. I think he fights Demetrius Andrade. If it's Callum Smith, I think he fights Daniel Jacobs. So not a bad backup either no, way. Not too bad. We got it covered, geezer. When would they fight? Like, for example, if it was May, May, yeah, May, early June. Yeah. When do you expect an announcement and decision from Golden Boy? This week. This week. We're going to fight a lot this week. It has to be because May the second is nine weeks on Saturday. Mm. It's closing in. You always like to announce a show eight weeks before. Really. Is there anyone else in the running for this fight, as far as you know? No. Definitely not. I'm sure, I'm sure that, I mean, you might get told there is, but I, and I'm, I'm sure they've looked at other op options, but right now, I'd be very surprised if it wasn't one of them two. Who do you think's got the better chance of beating Canelo from the two? I mean, Callum Smith has the power to knock anyone out in the division. And Billy Joe Saunders has the skills and ability to school anyone in the division. Can he school Canelo? Can he outbox Canelo? I believe he can. It's going to be in Vegas, by the looks of things. Ain't easy over there. You're right up against it, you're four rounds down. See my ball, yeah? Yeah, mate. Okay. Well, if, if you could have seen what he's just done there. <laughs> what has happened to you? What? Can I just show people what you just done? Go T-Mobile, yeah? I mean... T-Mobile, yeah, yeah. but what has happened to you? I've just, I've come back from Vegas, man. No, you have, but you haven't. 
You've come back like a sausage. <laughs> sausage? Yeah. That's, uh, that's what Sugar Hill was calling you, by the way. A sausage? Did he? Was he, he, he mugging me off? Off. Was he? They weren't. I'll tell you what he was doing. Because I said to him about your thing. Mm, I won't try to trouble. When you said, oh, well, yeah, but you know what? Every, everyone's been tweeting me again. Ha, you said Fury was injured. When did I ever say Fury was No, but when you say things in the camp... No, I said I've heard things in the camp. Yeah, which suggests that you've heard that there's been some kind of unrest or some sort of not tactics, like the way he's going to fight. That's what's mm. swayed my mind. Agreed, come on. If you heard that, you'd think the same thing. I thought I'd done a good job. You know exactly the fight. what you were doing. I thought I'd done a good job building the fight. <laughs> um, yeah, Sugar Hill just went, you proper sausage? I think he was talking about you. I'm not sure though, don't quote me on it. Well, if that's the case, I'd like to say, fuck Sugar Hill, and he deserves no credit for that victory. I mean, that's another joke. Well done, Sugar Hill. I like Sugar Hill. How do I know Sugar Hill? What fight did I do where Sugar Hill was in the corner? What, an opponent's corner? Mm. Can someone tweet me on that? Find out. He's a top guy anyway. Because yeah. I remember meeting him, yeah, and thinking, you know what, it was oh. Adonis Stevenson against Tony Bowie. Oh. That was one. In Quebec? Yes. And I think there's more. And I would like to know who the other one was. Was it a James DeGale fight? Was it Andre Durrell? I'll tell you what I remember, because I remember seeing him in the fight, in the corner, at the press conference, went, oh fuck, he's got him in the corner, he's good he is. That's the truth. Well, like you said, tactics, absolutely spot. And Andy Lee as well. Andy Lee's going to be a good trainer. Mm. I like Andy Lee. I think he's a very nice man. I think he's got a very good head on his shoulders. And I think he's going to make a very good trainer. So this week we're going to learn a lot, aren't we? Like confirmation stuff you already know, obviously, but we're going to... Well, you, I mean, for me, you're going to find the White Povetkin card announced. Um, that's probably it this week for me. We're going to find out who Canelo's going to fight, hopefully this week. Yeah, um, whether it's announced or not, again. I mean, I'll let Golden Boy know if uh, if they should announce it or not. That's another joke. They will announce it. Um, a new signing being announced this week. Amateur? No. Established? He's a professional. Okay. No, you're not. Um, and another fight card will be announced this week by us in America for April. Oh, I know this. Mm-hmm. April 17th? Possibly. Hooker program? Possibly. You like that? In, uh... What's that? A. Yeah. A-C. No. Yeah. No? No. It changed? No, yeah. Luke Campbell against Javier Fortuna, probably on that card as well. Okay. Um... Can we just do this now? Because I like doing this. Because this actually helps a lot your staff as well, by the way, they've told me. Okay, what, going for all the shows? Going for all okay. the shows. This Saturday in 
Dallas, Texas. Which we're going to talk about after this, by the way. Probably the best card I've ever put on from top to bottom. Mikey Garcia against Jesse Vargas is an unbelievable fight. Vargas is so up for this fight, I can't even begin to tell you. Kalia Fire, Britain's longest reigning world champion, against Roman Chocolatito Gonzalez. Oh my God. What a war. What a chance for Kalia Fire to break out as a superstar. Julio Cesar Martinez against Jay Harris for the WBC world title. Joseph Parker returning against Terrell Winters. Israel Madrimov in a WBA world title eliminator against Charlie Navarro. Pacheco, Espino, Jesse Rodriguez. It's a monstrous card. Brody Dunn approaching 9,000 tickets in Dallas. And it's going to be bombed out. Fantastic card. And you leave tomorrow? Yes. Then we come home and we go straight to Manchester for Scott Quigg against John O'Carroll. Wonderful fight. Zach Parker against Rohan Murdoch for the number one position to become Billy Joe's mandatory with the WBO eventually. Huey Fury back uh, fighting Pavel Sauer, who was supposed to fight in Monaco. Yeah. Uh, Jack Cullen on the card. Anthony Fowler in a good fight with Jack Flatley. Robbie Davis Jr. on that card as well. Rashad Matty, our young fighter from America on that card as well. And then we have two weeks off. Although we had to cancel our Italian event this Friday because of the coronavirus in Italy. They've banned all sporting events in the region. Did you know that? I didn't know that, no. Have you heard about it though, in Italy? No, I didn't know. It's been like 100 or 20, I don't know, but we had to cancel it yesterday. So that will probably slot in between March 7 and March 28. And March 28 is Kelly Avenesian. So you ain't got no show in the UK between the 7th and the 28th? Not in the UK. Okay. Um, and then March 28th, Kelly Avenesian, Boatsy, Ben, Felix Cash, Ted Cheeseman, etc., Ellie Scottney. That's March 28th. April 4th, Lewis Ritson. Two. Against, hey, banging, we've done about six and a half thousand tickets already, we've only yeah. just gone on sale. Um, Ritson against Vasquez, um, Savannah Marshall for the world title, Fabio Wardley against Simon Valili, Martin Ward, Cash Farouk making his uh, matchroom debut as well. That's April 4th. April 17, rumours of Progre against Hooker, Campbell Fortuna, Cecilia Breakhouse on rumors, that card. Yeah. Um, Who's Cecilia Breakhouse on it? Yep. Um, that's April 17. April 24, yes. Friday night, could be Terry Harper in Doncaster, headlining next gen. Really? Yep. This is replaced to Bournemouth. Yes, which will probably now come later. So that's April 24th. May the 2nd. Yep. All being well. Dillian White against Alexander Povetkin. Plus Canelo Alvarez against Billy Joe Saunders or Callum Smith. Uh, Can I ask you a question? Yep. Pay per view. Mm hmm. Do we just get. Not necessarily, no. So is it a double thing? I don't know. I don't know. I don't have the UK rights to that fight. So we'll see where it ends up. Um, okay, in an ideal world, yeah. But it's also very difficult to do double headers from six o'clock in the morning till yeah. six o'clock in the morning, apparently, technically. But we'll see. That's May the 2nd. May the 9th, Lee Selby 
George Cambosis Jr., yeah. IBF final eliminator, back to Cardiff. Joe Caldino in a really big fight. Um, James Tennyson against uh, Gavin Gwynn for the British lightweight title. That's the last time you were in Wales? Oh, blimey. Well, Joshua fight. Joshua, no, but like a Wales Welsh show. Oh, Joe Caldina did an next gen there a couple of years ago, but even beyond that, back at the arena, it was probably Lee Selby defending his. He fought a Mexican. Yeah, they were, they were it's like, that cleverly was on as well. Yeah, I think it was. That was about five years ago. Um, that's May 9. Oh, sorry, April. Yeah, I've done April 17. May 9. And then May 23, Usyk Chisora, all being well. May 23, early June, next gen, potentially in Bournemouth. Chris Williams-Smith, obviously. Yeah. yeah. June 20, all being well. If, you know, things go as it looks like it's going to go. AJ against Pulev at Spurs. Arsenal out and running. Uh, yeah, uh, Spurs is the, the favourite and then July early July potential of an event in Saudi now and also in July Fitzgerald against Fowler oh the uh, rematch in Preston or Liverpool love that mm. Edward Manny Pacquiao mm-hmm. Saudi talk to me that's the early July date but how realistic is... Who would like to do it? I mean, there's a lot of people claiming to represent Manny Pacquiao. Um, Audi Attar from Paradigm has, I believe, a signed contract to do that. So that's who we've been talking to and other people as well. Um, we would like to stage an event with Manny Pacquiao in Saudi in early July. And obviously Mikey Garcia, who fights this Saturday, wants that fight. But Jesse Vargas has got other plans. So... We'll have to see what unfolds. Who else could feature on your Saudi card? Tevin Farmer against Jojo Diaz rematch. Is that definitely happening? Yeah. Why did you? Slow? Yeah, yeah, no, oh, yes, yes. Uh, and they want some Brit. I mean, Billy Joe against Demetrius Andre. Are you going for it then? Oh, of course, that's what they do. That's what they Fuck do. They were in. Um, I know. Saudi. Uh, they the want them. They not. They uh, want. Omar. You know, they want. Big respect to them. They want the undisputed. Could you feature a YouTube fight on that card? No. Would you going to think about putting one on that? No, if I did that, I would do a, an entire YouTube card. What, what is the latest on the YouTube rankings? Nothing. Everybody, all the broadcasters want me to do more. But I'm just having a little time out. Okay. We're always learning. We're always evolving. Has, has anything kind of changed your mind over the last, like the two events in general? Just, just... I I know that it's brought a lot of new fans to the sport, right? Logan Paul against KSI was, was a good fight. Uh, Gibb against Jake Paul was alright, but didn't look great. So, do we continue doing that? I mean, you shouldn't moan too much. It's a six-rounder stuck on a card in that instance. And there's ten times more people watching than if they weren't on the card. So everyone should be happy, really. It's just, we're only going to do one of these, two of these a year. So do we do a YouTube card or do we continue to put those fights on the profile? I, I just felt that I didn't want to, I don't want to promote effectively white collar boxing. You know, so turn pro, get your license like everybody else, 
and we'll put you on. But I did see a lot of people, fighters, some fighters moan and say, oh, that, but it's a six rounder. You see six rounders on cards between prospects and people that shouldn't even be in a ring with them, you know? It's just the attention it draws. Is it's massive, you know. I mean, look, I you're know, like, you go out there, you're like walking around with a dog, like a dog with two dicks all week. So you, as you've messaged me loads of times, do another one, do another one. What do you think I'm getting from the broadcasters? Oh, yes, please. More, more, more. But... Well, yeah, from a numbers perspective, that's what You're I'm... a numbers man, good. Well, you're a fucking numbers man, you're mate. No, but you're a numbers man. You're a numbers man. Ever since you come back from the States, you know, you're just all about the numbers, man. You're a numbers <laughs> man, Edward. Of course I am. Um, so exciting at the moment. Great times. Great times for boxing. And you're involved in everything. Of course. Of course. I bet you're sick not being involved in that the other day, weren't you? No. Oh, like, uh, yeah, but honestly, you don't know me if you if you think that's the case. If you oh, think exactly. I sit there going, oh, I can't believe I'm not involved with this, would I have liked to promote that fight? Of course. But I don't live my life like bitter, with bitterness. And you know what? The great thing is, I get to do that fight with one guy in my corner, not two. And we go to fucking town in that fight. And it's gonna be something really special. And I can walk out there, I can scream and shout, I can jump up and down, I can dive in the ring when we get victory. And if I was involved with both sides, it would be completely unenjoyable. So I'm all in, I'm fucking team AJ. I've been from the very first day and I believe he's the best heavyweight in the world. I believe he will be undisputed heavyweight champion of the world and I'll back him till the cows go home. I respect Tyson Fury. I think what he's achieved in and out of the ring is fantastic, but I'm only on one side. A lot, a lot of people when I was in America were like, um, like the Americans were like. He's, he's fucking great, that idiot. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was, they said that first. Right, and then, and they, then said, they said. then they said, hey, hey, Cougs, man. Like, how comes AJ's in out here, man? Yeah. Where were they from? America. Oh. Um, he's not, look, again, sometimes you ask questions that I feel that you should actually sort of comment on. No, I will comment you, on Do this. you think AJ is ever going to go to, forget who it is, and start jumping up and down in the ring and die, like, he gets, has, he spends his entire life getting mobbed all around the world. The last, it's a bit like me, right? I don't get mobbed around the world. I spend my whole life at boxing events, right? Every weekend, virtually. People are saying to me, oh mate, why didn't you get us up, mate? I've got a Saturday off. I'm just gonna. People get... did ask me where I you know. were, so. But I sent Frank and Freddie Cunningham went as well. Yeah. There's nothing to Adam be done Smith there. Was there as well. Yeah, but there's nothing to be done there. No. What do you think I'm gonna do? Do a deal there. I ain't got to be there. What to do interviews? And next thing I'm there, oh fuck you now. Look at Eddie Earn flying out there to nick a bit of limelight. You can't win, can you? <laughs> like, do you, know, do you know, do you realize since the fight, how many media requests I've had to do interviews? And yesterday I did half a dozen of them. What? Half a dozen of what? them. What? Yeah. So I'm like no, seven. No, not YouTubers. Uh, apart from Matching Boxing YouTube. Plug it again. Yeah, Matching Boxing. Have you subscribed? If not, subscribe, like, and comment. <laughs> Swipe up. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. And someone else, I think it's Adrian Durham from TalkSport. I mean, 
Hearn's piping up, trying to get himself in there. It's like, no, people want to talk to the man that runs boxing. Sir? That was another joke. Hey! It weren't really, it was like, kind of like <laughs> um, yeah, so people want to talk about, oh, see the paper yesterday, AJ Fury, AJ front page, back page. He didn't even fight. This is why it's so good for AJ as well. He didn't even say anything, did he? Really? No, no, but he, he doesn't want to. He he actually him. doesn't. He don't want to take any. He's he's happy for Fury. He don't want to take he any. Say, actually, he's happy, yeah. mate, because that's what he's like. Winners. That's what winners do. I'm, I'm, that is what winners do. They don't sit there and go, "Fucking hope he loses." Oh my god, he's won! I can't believe it. Winners love winners. Yeah. This is what you don't understand about me as well. Oh, but no, I love winners. I love to see someone win like that. Come back from, I told you, we, you were there in Monaco when I was having meetings with Tyson Fury. Mm. I thought you will never box again, let alone fight for the world title and win one. And he's a Brit, fucking good on him. This he, is what winners do. He genuinely thought that Fury was gonna beat Wilder as Yes, well, he did, he? yeah. That's yeah, 100%, yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah, he's he never rated Wilder. But he he, know, he knows he can punch, but he, he also rates Fury. He knows Fury's a quality fighter. So, but this is what I'm saying. This is, you ain't gonna get nowhere in your life if you sit there with bitterness and pray for people's downfall. Because guess what? You're gonna be waiting for a fucking long time. Go out there and make something of your life. Do you know what I was thinking today? There's two things I was thinking today. Number one. Hold on. Go. There's two things I was thinking today. Yeah. Number one, do you think that any successful person would sit online all day and comment with negativity and effectively trolling people all day? Do you think anyone with any ability, any prospects, any kind of life, any kind of aspirations of greatness would do that no okay so that's the first thing so basically anyone that does that is a fucking complete loser that's the first thing you understand the second thing i'm going to say is last night i watched the kobe bryant uh memorial service yeah my god absolutely heartbreaking heartbreaking i've never met these people this is a guy with what four daughters I mean, it's just the saddest story you could ever tell. And I think, and again, you know, the passing recently of Caroline Flagg and stuff like that, I've got a feeling that we are about to turn a corner of positivity and love. I think people are gonna to start to realize that it's good to do good, it's good to be good, it's good to be a good person. Do you know what I mean? And I honestly think, and sometimes it takes something as sad as that for people to realize all the things that these people preached that we should take example and make sure that their legacy lives on. And I really feel like people are starting to realize, you know what, being horrible only gives you an horrible life. Do you know what I mean? Being bitter only gives you an unhappy life. If you don't live with positivity, if you're not nice to people, if you don't smile, how can you expect to live a great life or a happy life? 
you know? And I think examples of greatness like Kobe Bryant should inspire you. I watched that thing yesterday and all it made me think was two things. For fuck's sake, spend more time with your family. And number two, which is a little bit contradictive, number two, strive for greatness. Work harder, do more, leave no stone unturned, be the best you can be. Because how many people out there are actually being the best they can be every day? That's a hard thing to do. You know, people say, yeah, get up every day and, you know, go to the gym and do this and that. It ain't easy. But how many people are out there truly doing the best they can do? I'm not. I'm trying, but I can still do more. I know I can. Can you? Yes. Exactly. So, be nice. Like, be nice to people. It makes you feel good. I was talking to my daughters about this the other day, and I just said, you know, don't you think it's great to be nice to people, to, to motivate people, to give people your time? And sometimes we don't do that because we're rushed and we're moody and, you know, we might be a little bit short with people. But when you reach out to people and actually give them your time, especially people that you can actually influence, we shouldn't take that for granted. So that's my little bit of preaching over for today. But I do feel like, I feel like a little bit of wave of people realising that sitting online and with negativity all day and trolling people and just, it's not even that, forget the effects that that might have on people and that's something you need to look at seriously. Worry about yourself. There's nothing positive in that. There is no achievement in that. You will not achieve anything doing that. So you need to look at yourself and just, for, even forget the be nice bit, Make something of your life. Be a better person. Be better at what you do. Or have a passion for something. And that's the other thing about the Kobe Bryant thing. The passion for what you do. There is nothing better in life than having a passion for what you do. You know? Imagine being in a... In a like, I'm so lucky to be working in a sport and a business that I love with every inch of my soul. It means the world to me. Right? So, knocking my bollocks off around the world, here, there, can't sleep, two hours, one night on the phone. Love it. Don't get me wrong, sometimes I'm thinking, fuck me, he's doing my head in. But love it, with all my passion and all my energy. And tomorrow I'll fly to Dallas, and I'll get off the plane, and I'll go straight to the press conference, and I'll give the fucking best press conference you've ever seen. I'll be tired, I will remember everybody's names, I'll remember every fight, I'll tell you about everyone's career and everybody's plan for what we're doing for them and I would have just dropped off a 10 hour plane, and it don't matter, because I live it and I love it. And that is what you've got to do. You've got to wake up in the morning with something to aim for, with a plan, with a, with a love, with energy and passion. And if you haven't, you're gonna mope through your life. You're gonna be miserable, you're gonna be negative. You're gonna sit online and go, oh, fucking hell, you're a cunt. So excuse my language. Come off that. Now, if you're one of those person, people, that live online with negativity and troll people online and that's your life. That's not a passion. That's just hiding your unhappiness. So to those people, cancel your Twitter account today. It's toxic, right? 
cancel it. It will be the best thing you've ever done. To those people that do that all day, and there are thousands of them, if you're watching this tonight, delete your account, come off social media, and start worrying about things that are important. Start living your life. I'm guilty of it. I spend a load of time on social media, don't you? I mean, it's ridiculous. I don't troll people, I have negative comments, but it's just become a thing, hasn't it? Let's put it down, let's put the phones down. Let's breathe, let's walk around, let's exercise, let's do all the old school things we used to do. Let's take the kids in the garden and have a game of football or a game of netball or whatever it is. Let's walk the dogs over the fields, you know? Let's live and let's live with positivity and purpose. Positivity, purpose and passion. Three fucking P's. Let's go. Okay. Hey, I don't know where that came from. I don't know, I don't That's know. just how I feel. I just, I just, you know, again, it just takes things like watching that Kobe Bryant thing to think, wow, like, how, he passed away at what, at what age? 40? 48? Although it's the saddest story in the world, look at what he did in his life. You know? Don't you want to be that guy that when you pass away, people turn around and go, you know what? I mean, firstly, when you die, what would you like to be remembered for? Someone asked me this in an interview yesterday. I was thinking, is there something you don't know? But, what? Um, at Coogan. Bit of a knob, bit of yeah, a right, yeah. but don't you? Do. But don't you think the best thing is someone saying, fuck me, he had a life, didn't he? He got every drop out of the time he was on this earth. My dad, I could say that about my dad. You know? You say it about Kobe Bryant, couldn't you? But how many people could you actually say that about? You know, how many people will sit there on their deathbed one day and go, fucking hell, didn't do a lot, did I? All I done was just let people off on Twitter. That was about the best thing I ever done in my life, really. Make it count. Make it count. Wake up and make it count. Quite, no, you just, you just, I just listen to you quite inspirational at times. I'm just like, but I just think you've got to keep you know, it simple. So I think it's good to talk about things. That is, I'm joking. You know, and I just right. think it's like I, I really feel that watching all these sad things, you know, Caroline Flack, and you know, I don't know the story about Caroline Flack. What I know is this is a 40 year old woman who, you know, I'm sorry to say it, she hung herself, right? Like, how bad of things got to be to do that, you know? And that's, that's an example of how bad it was. And that, in my opinion, could have been helped and could have been solved, you know? But it wasn't. And for every Caroline Flack, there's another... How many people are committing suicide a week? Like, it's an epidemic. One is too many. But it's an epidemic now. And, you know, I told my daughter about Caroline Flack. Because I feel like she, she she would have seen it on some, you know something, so I wanted to tell her about it. And she said to me, "Dad, why would you do that? Like, you only get one life, and once you're gone, you never get a chance to live your life again." And I said, and I thought about the naivety of a child saying that, and it sounds so simple, doesn't it? But actually, how bad has it got to be for you to do that? 
you know, and that, that's in it. Sometimes you, you look at people like Caroline Flack and you, to the outside, you must be, yeah, but ITV News presents, you know, ITV celebrity, oh, she's got it all. And she was just as unhappy as the people that were out there every day trying to ruin her life, you know? Nothing, I think sometimes you just can't remember. Although, of course it matters. We're only on rented timing, aren't we? You know? So, sometimes we take it much too seriously. I watch some of the interviews you do with people, I just see so much, like, anger in people, you know? And this isn't a dig at anyone, and I just think, like, don't worry about other people, just live your life, be happy, you know? Enjoy time with your family. I think that's something we're all, we're all, uh, how many times has someone passed away in the family and you go, oh, I should have really done, done more with them, you know? I've got it at the moment, my granddad's 93. You know, I'm, you try and make a little bit more of an effort to see him every Sunday and stuff like that. But you know that, you know, when he passes, you'll say, oh, I should have popped around his house a little bit more, you know? You, you can always do more. Thankfully, you don't watch IFL, so they won't be affected by hey, that. Yeah. My, my granddad won't even get cable. Oh, He's enough. like, no, no, I ain't having that. Got me five channels, that's <laughs> absolutely fine. He's the guy who actually, he's the only person on the earth now who actually tunes in at a specific time to watch. That Saz's so, dad or? My mum's dad. Mum's dad, yeah. yeah. <sighs> okay. All right. Edward? I wanted to make this a half an hour. Yeah. And what was it? Hour and ten. Oh. Um, yeah, roll on Dallas. You know what I can't wait for? Press conference with uh, Joshua and Pulev. Goliath, isn't it? You and Aaron. Me and Aaron, but also Ivalo Gotsev. Yeah. They're quite, they're piping up. Yeah. Aaron, I'm telling you now, Pulev knocks Anthony Joshua out. Let's see if he says that to AJ. Yeah, let's see. Uh, Andy's already in Dallas. Andy, go oh, ahead. Yeah. Oh, good, I'm glad I played play for his oddly. No, he's, he's Vegas too. Great card. If you're watching this and you're in America, Download the zone ASAP. If you are uh, in the UK, Sky Sports, this is a fantastic show. Fantastic show. Get behind Cal Fire in a legacy defining fight and get behind Jay Harris as well, even though we have Cesar Martinez. Jay Harris is well up for it. Great trainer in Gary Lockett. Lee Eaton and the boys are over there. Yeah. So they're going for, they're going for glory. Dare to be great, Edward. You've got to give it a go, haven't you? If you yeah. don't give it a go, how do you know? How do you know? Anything can happen, mate, in this life. Just keep breathing. Eddie Hearn, thank you very much for the IFL TV once again. And uh, safe flight to Dallas. And uh, I see what you're saying. I'm doing that thing again, aren't I? Yeah. Eddie, get on the fucking plane. Let yeah, it. Yeah. Yes. Don't, don't take away what got you here. We know you've changed. Oh, shut up. No, but you have. What? I've got older. It's 10 no, years ago. I know, but it's like, no, you know, no, it's... No, no, um, Like you would used to say, someone said to you, Coogan, what, what do you do? Oh, you know what, mate? I've got this IFL night. I follow the boxing around and that, do a little bit of reality TV. Well, that was you. I no, you were, that. No. I didn't. What do you do? I do 
Listen to you too. She said that. I do. I do. Uh, well, Coogan, what do you do? Oh, I'm, uh, I'm, a, I'm an influencer. <laughs> I'm not an influencer. You are? Even though I have got influence. Oh, I'm an influencer. Yeah. Are you an influencer? No. Yeah, you are. No. You're a swire, aren't you? A swire? Yeah, you're a no. swire. Google it. Eddie, thank you very much. Um, yeah, we look forward to a great card in Dallas this week. Yes. Like Sky Sports and The Zone. We're out. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.